You may be seated. I'm Erica Allen. I'm one of the pastors here at Horizon, and I am so excited to be here with you this morning. We are going to talk about this morning how we can quit settling in life and how we can instead live the life God has asked us to live, which is a life of surrender. So what's a settled life, right? A settled life means that you remain trapped in less than what God has for you or for your life. That you are remaining trapped in less than what God has for you and for your life. Some of us in here this morning are living a settled life. You are living a life where you continue to choose less than what God has for you in your life over and over and over again. And what God calls us to is to live a surrendered life where we embrace with every fiber of our being that God promises new life to us and through us. May this morning... The words that we read and the things that we hear may help us all to live a surrendered life instead of a settled life. Back in October, I was living a settled life. I was struggling mightily with anxiety like I had never struggled before in my life. I had hit rock bottom. I didn't even really know the words for it, but it was as bad as it had ever, ever been. I had realized that I had lost all control over everything in my life. I could no longer think. I could no longer pray. I was having a lot of trouble connecting with God. Day by day by day, I was, I was not able to be present with my family. I was struggling in ways that I have never ever struggled before. And on Friday at 3 o'clock, I literally could not live like that for one more second. And I said, I think I'm on rock bottom. I don't know that it could get any worse. I don't know how to live the next second. I couldn't even think about the next hour or month or years ahead of me. I needed help and I needed it quick. I couldn't remember what to do in these moments. I could not remember what to do when I hit rock bottom. And as I kept thinking, I'm on rock bottom, I'm on rock bottom, I'm on rock bottom, one thing kept popping up in my head. I have a friend who talks about hitting rock bottom. And her name's Katie Glasser, and her number was saved in my phone. So I picked up my phone and I called Katie. And I said, Katie, I'm struggling with anxiety in a way that I've never struggled before, and I don't know what to do. And she said, there's a meeting tonight at 7 o'clock. I know a lot of girls who come to this meeting that also struggle with anxiety. I'll pick you up at 6.30. I said, tell me where the meeting is, and I'll drive. And she said, her hair is as red as mine. She said, no, you won't. I'll pick you up at 6.30. She knew. She knew better than to leave me to my own devices. So she picked me up at 6.30. She texted me. She said, I'm here. I'm outside of your house. I looked at Chris, it's 6.30 at night, that means it's dinner, bath, and bed for for three young children. And I looked at him and I said, Chris, I'm going to a meeting with Katie. This is not a work meeting or a church meeting. This was not a meeting with my doctor. This was a 12-step program meeting. She didn't know what else to offer me, so she offered me what had offered her healing and recovery in her own life. And I looked at Chris and I said, she's here, can I go? And Chris said, get in the car 
and go. I walked out the front door of my house and I sat in the passenger seat of her car and I prayed like, God, let one of my kids be sick so I have to go back home and not have to actually face my anxiety head on in this room full of women. Let me get sick, God. I was trying to figure out an emergency exit out of that car as soon as possible, and it didn't come. We pulled up to the building where the meeting was. I walked in. I met people who'd seen people like me before. My shoulders were up at my ears. My jaws were tight. I was faking that smile, pretending like everything was okay, but everyone knew that look in my eyes and in my face. Everyone in that room nodded at me. They knew. They knew I was there. I had hit rock bottom, and I didn't know what else to do. And I knew one of 12 steps. I knew one of the 12 steps that we would talk about that day, and it is that you are powerless over your addiction. I didn't need to get to those last two words. I knew in that moment that I was powerless. I was powerless over my anxiety. And I sat in a meeting where people said in their own words over and over and over again, I am powerless. I, do I need to do something different to my microphone? Is it? Sorry, it keeps squeaking. Um, I am powerless. I knew in that moment. Oh. Um, I knew in that moment that I was powerless. And so the women at the table, like, they went around and they each, in their own words, said how they were also powerless. And nobody asked me to say it out loud. No one asked me to say, I'm Erica and I'm powerless. But by being vulnerable and sharing their own, they created space for me to admit that I was powerless. And in that moment when I said, I, I don't really know why I'm here, but I need to tell y'all I'm powerless over my anxiety. There was a moment there where I got to quit hiding, which was actually where all the pain in my life was coming from, was hiding that anxiety from everybody around me. And I got to put it out on the table in front of people. And there was this moment of freedom in just admitting that I was powerless. The difference in a settled life and a surrendered life is a settled life can't admit that you're powerless. Every single person in this room is powerless over something. There is an addiction in your life. There's financial trouble in your life. There's some relationship that's toxic in your life that you continue to settle for less than what God has for you and your life. There's something in your life that you are powerless over. And the difference in a settled life and a surrendered life is that a settled life can't admit our powerlessness and a surrendered life admits, admits that we are powerless over so many things in our lives and clings tightly to the power that can literally scoop us up and rescue us from a settled life. In fact, it's the only power that can. It's the power of God's grace through Jesus Christ. It's literally what we sat in this room and worshiped and praised just weeks ago. That the settling power of death and sin and grief and shame and pain and anxiety and fear, all of those things that cause us to settle into the things of life, do not have power 
What has power is God's ability through Jesus Christ to rescue us from that and raise us up literally to new life. Some of you in, this mor- some of you in here this morning are living that settled life. You are living that life. And you literally need the power of Jesus to scoop you up, to scoop you up and raise you up to something new that God is doing. If you will turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 10 through 17, we're going to read the words of Paul. Paul was a new church starter. He'd worked for 30 years helping to start new churches and equip pastors who were starting this new movement of Christianity. It was brand new. And he's helping these leaders learn how to lead churches and do things differently. And he writes to Timothy. He's literally on his deathbed. He's about to die. And this is some of his last words that are ever recorded. He writes to Timothy. And he says, Do not settle, Timothy. Cling to the power of Jesus that literally rescues you and scoops you up and allows you to experience new life. Timothy, this is what he writes to Timothy. And these words, these words that I'm about to read to you are words that God gave Paul to write Timothy not just 2,000 years ago. Not just, these, these aren't old ancient words. These are fresh, new words of God that are just as as ready for us today as they were for Timothy a couple thousand years ago. You, Paul says, you know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, my faith, my patience, my love, my endurance, persecutions, sufferings, what kinds of things happened to me in Antioch and Iconium and Lystra, the persecutions that I endured, you know all about the things that begged me to settle in life over and over and over again. You know about them, yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. You want to live a settled life? where you're running from or hiding from or settling in? Or do you want to live a surrendered life which releases to God and lets you you be rescued from all of your suffering? In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. A surrendered life is not a fluffy, easy life, Paul says. You're going to experience suffering and persecution. While evil men and imposters will go from bad to worse, What we're experiencing seems to go bad and then worse and worse and worse. We see this every single day in our lives and in our world. They will deceive and they will be deceived. But as for you, Timothy, don't settle. As for you, Chris and Gretchen, Amy, as for you, Harold and Jana, do not settle, but continue in what you have learned and have, have become convinced of. Stay true to, cling to what you have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it. And how from infancy you have known that the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through Christ Jesus, all Scripture, all Scripture, these words that I'm reading right now is God-breathed and is useful for teaching 
for rebuking, for correcting and training in righteousness. It is, it is possible for these words right now to raise us up to the new life God has for us through Jesus so that us people of God will be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Because a settled life can kind of do good work, but a surrendered life is equipped for good works day after day after day. And I don't know if y'all know this, but the world is desperate for some people in this world to be equipped for the good work of God, raising us up out of the settled mess we have found ourselves in and setting us up, raising us up to a new life. We are in desperate need of that this morning. If you are ready to stop living a settled life, to quit making decision after decision after decision, to settle in where you are, I'm, I'm telling you this as a person who settled time and time and time again, I'm a pastor, I should know. I am incapable of living a life that isn't settled. Left to my own devices, I lead, I lead a settled life. And instead, what God invites us into is a surrendered life. A life that lets go of clinging to the power of our life and admits we are powerless over so many things around us, but we know the power that is able to rescue us and scoop us up and give us new life. If you are tired of the settled life, it is time to live a surrendered life. A settled life runs from rescue. A settled life runs from rescue. In the moments when your friend is going to pick you up and help find recovery and healing from you, you're finding the emergency exit door to escape. A settled life consciously chooses for things to just to continue to be the way they are. A settled life literally runs from rescue. What is it that you are running from right now? What does God, what does God want to rescue you from right now? What addiction is it? What occupation is it? What thing is just taking over your life? What is it that you know God wants to rescue you from? And it is easier for you to run in the opposite direction as fast and as hard as you can. That's how you live a settled life to run from every opportunity that God has for you to experience rescue. A surrendered life, a surrendered life releases unto rescue. It releases unto rescue. In the moments when your shoulders are tight and your jaw is clenched and you cannot go on any longer, it releases that and says, God, I am powerless over being able to fix all of this mess myself and I give it to you. And as someone who has lived both a settled life and a surrendered life, the difference in this moment of releasing to rescue is understanding that this doesn't magically make anxiety go away. I still every single day deal with anxiety in my life. But as a surrendered person, as a person who said I am powerless over this and I cannot use all of my energy to hide it from, from the world anymore, a surrendered life 
says, God, your power to do something new, even because of this anxiety or pain or shame or whatever it is in my life, your ability to raise up something new and to do something new is more powerful than the anxiety in my life. A life that releases to rescue isn't automatically free or eliminated of all of the things that are hard or cause persecution, but every fiber of our being clings to a promise, a promise that is true only because of what Jesus Christ did, raise up to new life. It's the story of who he is. It releases to rescue. Mary did this. She didn't run from rescue. The mother of Jesus released to rescue and she said, yes, God, here I am. I will release. I will release what, what dreams I had for my life, what I wanted to do for my life, and I will instead live your dream for the world and offer God's rescue through Jesus to the entire world. This is the story of Jesus. Every time Jesus met someone struggling mightily on the street, Jesus rescued them. All they had to do was release. And there were people who couldn't do it. There's a young rich ruler who said, I'd rather hold on to all my possessions than to release what I have for the rescue that God offers to me through this man standing here offering me a different way of life. What are you running from? What are you running to? A surrendered life releases, releases to Jesus the power of creating something new. A settled life runs from the Bible. A settled life runs from the Bible, avoids the Bible, figures out, bypasses the Bible as a way of truth. We are scared to open this thing. Are there some confusing and hard things in here? Absolutely. But did you read what Paul said to Timothy? The words written in here, the words given to, to, to God's people, they have the power to teach, to teach you about this new way of life God wants to raise you up through. They have the power to rebuke, to say these things that you're doing aren't working. That settled life you're living, it's not working for you. A settled life bypasses the Bible. You're afraid of it, and you run from it, and you ignore it. And a surrendered life has the courage and faith to open it up and to read it. This week, not... not a month from now, not next year for your New Year's resolution, but this week, on Monday, I'm going to send out a devotion on, for, on 2 Timothy chapter 1. Every single day, we're going to have five days of, of reading some of the Bible and then, and then having a devotion. If you've not opened up your phone and texted Horizon to 94,000, that's how you get on the email list. That's how you'll get this email of a devotion. We are not going to bypass the Bible, but we are going to read fresh the words of the Holy Spirit that are, are used to raise us up to new life. There are things in this story, this story of God rescuing people from the very beginning of time that will save you from a settled life and help you live a surrendered life, a life of peace and rescue, a new life that does things differently and new. A settled life is exhausted by the work that we have to do. The work that you do every day depletes you and wears you out. That's a settled life. A settled life will deplete you. It will take everything from you. It will close in around you. 
a settled life just is exhausted by the work that God has asked us to do. A surrendered life. Did you hear this? The last verse. It says that, that humans, every person of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. A settled life is exhausted by the work you're trying to do to get ahead, to hide whatever it is you're, you're running from in your life, to get ahead in your job, whatever. That, that settled life is exhausting. The surrendered life is equipped. Are you ready for that passion and that fire in your belly to be alive again? Live a surrendered life. A life that recognizes that the good things you do in your life isn't because you're that wonderful or amazing, but that because the God, the God who rescued people through Jesus and gave us new life over and over and over again, that God wants to scoop you up from the settled life you are living and raise you up to a new life, equipped with a fire in your belly and a passion and enthusiasm and energy like you have never felt before. God wants you to live a surrendered life that is equipped for every good work. This work of surrendering, we don't just do it in the big things in our lives. We do it in the little moments. Last week, I'm in England, in London, England. We, Chris and I took a week um, vacation. It was lovely and wonderful. It is a place where I surrendered to God. I didn't answer my email or try to look like I was uh, accomplishing a ton of things. I, I really tried to release and let God rescue me from a life of, of striving and proving to everybody around me that I'm worthy of everything. And in that surrendered life, in that surrendered life, God offered so much to me. In fact, on that Sunday morning, uh, it was Sunday morning here, it was Sunday night there, I get a, a message from our, our children's director and she said, the three people who were supposed to come to the kids' ministry were sick, so the dads had to show up last week and uh, three of them showed up and created obstacle courses and did all this cool and fun stuff with the kids. My son called me in London and was like, it was the best Horizon Kids Sunday ever. Jesus loves me and it was so fun. Um, but that morning, three dads, three dads walked in to this church and they had the opportunity to settle into the seats here in this auditorium and to listen to God's word, to be fed. They work hard jobs. One of them is working amazing things, doing a tech startup company, doing amazing things. He had every right to settle into his seats in this auditorium and to be fed by what it was God would offer him in worship. And in that moment, when he heard our kids needed somebody to teach him about the new life that God has for them through Jesus, when he heard there was a moment to surrender what he had come here that morning for and instead to surrender to the God who wants to rescue us, he gladly signed up and went back there and taught kids it's not always easy to follow Jesus. It's kind of like this complicated obstacle course I've created that included a folding table. It made me a little nervous as a pastor in another country, but it was fine. I surrendered it to God, <laughs> and it's all good. Uh, but it, it's not just in the big moments where we surrender to God. It's in the little moments. You have an opportunity right now to surrender what it is your brain wants to move on to next, what it can accomplish, and instead release. God, what is it? What is the purpose you have for me? It's in the little moments of being present with your kids instead of on your phone, checking your email and your text messages. It's in the little moments of releasing to the things God wants to rescue us from that is settling us down in the ground 
and instead to cling to the promise of the God who scoops us up from this settled life and raises us to something new and different that the world is hungry for. There are people with hate and bitterness in their heart. We heard about it on the news this morning. God needs you equipped for good work. God needs you to quit settling and to live a surrendered life. A life that clings, clings to the faith and promise that things are not the way they are supposed to be and they don't have to be this way. A life that clings to the promise that God is doing something new and it starts right here in this room with you. God doesn't want us living settled lives. God wants us living surrendered lives. And I'm standing up here as a person who is supposed to be a professional at living a surrendered life and who instead knows how easy it is to live a settled life every single day, but who knows the goodness of living a surrendered life. This morning, this morning, I'm just going to ask you for just a second to think about what's in your heart. Is it settling? Where are you settling? Where does it feel like you are sitting in the sand and the world is closing in around you? Where are you settling? Did you hear these words Abby saying? You were worth more than that. The God who sent Jesus to pay a price for you to know how worthy you are to rescue you from that settled life and to raise you up to live a new life, a different life that looks at all of those people around us who are also settling and says there's a new and different way of living. You have the choice. You have the choice this morning to run from the rescue that God has for you or to release to the rescue that God wants for you right now in this moment. And like the stories all through here, story after story after story, God will use people just like you, ordinary people who are worthy of shining light and igniting change in a dark world desperate for change. God is going to use people just like you, equip you to do good and necessary work. Will you pray with me as the band comes up? Dear God, this morning, for the people who are living a settled life, for people who've gone through the motions of following you for way too long, for people just like me who struggle with anxiety or depression, fear and worry, for people who... who are convinced they're not good enough for people here this morning, God, who have settled into their shame and their pain. God, I lift them up to you. I lift myself up to you. Rescue us, God. Rescue us from this settled life and raise us up to a surrendered life. A life 
that chases your purpose for the world and equips us for the good work you have indeed called us to. Amen.